With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now it's time to get to work. We are back with a new edition of the Mile High Report radio podcast. I believe we are up on all platforms that we thought we'd be up on. Is that right, Ian? We're pretty much up on everything. Like yes. the, the Google Plays and the The, the only thing left is uh, Spotify and Amazon, which hopefully we'll get word of shortly in the next week or two. Yeah, we're efforting. We're efforting. We'd love to love to get those out there for you so you can listen in all kinds of places, but um uh, real quick, just to start us off here with the actual show, um, the rookies are going to have a little bit of a, a mini camp starting tomorrow, and um, starting Thursday. Yeah, Thursday, because who knows when you're listening, right? Uh, but Thursday, rookie mini camp starts, I suppose. And uh, don't don't get don't get hurt. Don't get hurt, and don't have a good day of practice. Yeah, let's try having bad practices this year. And, uh, you know, if they have bad practices, that should translate to wins, right? Isn't that the idea? That's sort of where we're heading with that. Change things up. Let's see if we can you know, not have great practices and bad games and have bad practices and great games. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. I would like to see that happen. Um Cool. So you brought up a, a really interesting idea, and let's just jump into it because we had this thought. You had this thought, and uh, I, I suppose what I'll do is I'll step back and I'll let you introduce it because it was definitely yours. Because I'm curious to see where this goes and what your thoughts are and what other people's thoughts are on this. So, uh, Ian, go for it. So I plopped it out there and expected it to perform. See, that was my chance. I should have. I could have, and I didn't because you did plop it out there and expect it to perform. And ah, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. And that'll probably happen with this discussion. But we both think it's it's interesting. It's fun. And I'll give the preface before we even talk about what it is: is that it won't happen. Never. It will not happen. Not in, in our lifetimes. Maybe, maybe, maybe in the MLS. But even then, I still doubt it. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, that so. should say right now why it would never happen. But watching the English Premier League on Sunday, and hang on, don't turn off just because we're talking about soccer. This will turn into a football conversation. Let me just let me just jump in there because I could already hear I could hear mouses scrolling and people grabbing for their phones. Just wait, just wait. Let's, let's see where this goes. Meanwhile, Mike DeSico and Andrew Mason just had their ears perk up a little bit. I'm, I'm sorry. Was that a, was that a soccer reference? <laughs> So as I was watching it, and since we're in, we're coming to the end of this portion of the season for for the Premier League, where relegation is a factor. And for those who don't know, the bottom three teams from the English Premier League get relegated to the Champions League. And Champion, the Championship League. The Championship League. Sorry. Well, I don't want DeSico getting all over us. That'll happen anyway. That's but. true. So it, it got me thinking, and I asked you, what would that look like in the NFL? Is it possible in the NFL? And why wouldn't the NFL do it? That's a, Those are all loaded, very loaded questions. So let's, let's start with what it would look like. Let's start with what it looks like in Europe right now. Cause I think it, that maybe it would give people a, a good understanding of where we're going with this. 
If you ever get the chance to go to Europe and, and hang out during the soccer season or the football season in Europe, or if you're in, you know, Spain, it's football. And if you ever make it to, to France, it's foot. And I think in Italy, they call it calcio. In fact, I know they do. I've been there. Uh, they, they have multiple leagues that are professional leagues. And if you're bad, you have to play in the lower league. So in England, you have the Premier League. You have the Championship League. I, I think they have a third league that I can't think of the name of. Somebody can hit me up on Twitter on that. Uh, Serie A and Serie B in Italy. You've got uh, La Liga in in uh, Spain. And then their, their lower league is, I think, La Liga B or League B. Uh, you have Ligue 1 and Ligue 2 in France, right? If you're in the bottom three, like Ian said, if you end up going down and the top three teams from the lower league play up into the the higher league, which is kind of cool because you're playing for your life, sort of, in the top tier league. And it, it I think it brings a little value to the regular season. It increases the value of the regular season in a way that is interesting. And so in, in the NFL, let's just let's just try and translate it to the NFL. It would be like saying, um, you know, the bottom three teams, and let's just throw some teams out there, Ian. Give me give me three teams that, that could possibly be relegated from the NFL. Uh, who were the worst three teams in the NFL last season? The Cleveland Browns, the New York Giants, New York Giants. and the New York Jets. Indianapolis well, Colts. Indianapolis Colts, excuse the, me. That's right. I was just going off the trade, you know, the drafts. Forgot about the trade. So those would be the three teams that would be gone. And then – Think you, about that. You would the just New York Giants. Gone. That'd be, that, that's like the equivalent of like Liverpool or Manchester United being relegated in the English Premier League. And then you the would giant. pull up, you know, maybe maybe the San Antonio. What was the San Antonio USFL team? Let's let's use USFL because that's one we kind of know. Yeah, the San Antonio. Um, what are they? Like? Ramparts. Ram, what were they? I, I, I can't remember. Does anybody care? Yeah, the San Antonio something or others. Somebody's. I, I guarantee somebody's going to crush us on Twitter for this one. Uh, then there was a Los Angeles team, right? Didn't they? Wasn't there an LA team? I don't know. Why well, wouldn't it? When wouldn't there be a San Diego team? Sure. There's already two Los Angeles yeah, teams. Yeah, so there'll be a you know so be a San Diego, so San Antonio, San Diego, and San Bernardino. Just all Sands. Why not? There, those are the top three teams in the USFL. Why don't they we would... go with Portland? Okay, you don't like you don't like all the Sands. Come on. No, I don't like all the teams in California. All right, fine. We'll put one in Port. Why? Why Oregon? Why not? That's fair. They have um, the Trailblazers. They do have the Trailblazers. Why not Portland, Maine? That's a that's a place. That'd be interesting. That's a place. <laughs> a, I don't know how big it is. What it, I mean is it bigger than Green Bay? I mean Green Bay's uh, Green Bay's a place. It's not that big. I've driven through Green Bay. It takes about five minutes if you're just on the highway, just right through. I guess I don't know. I was on my way to let's Michigan. Go, let's go with Portland, Oregon. All right, Portland, Oregon's fine. So you have Portland, Oregon, San Diego, and San San. What did we say? San Antonio. San Antonio. They they move up. This is this this is getting a little confusing as it is, right? That could work, but what there would need there would need to be some massive changes to the NFL, and and the only way you could make this happen is you would have to essentially tear down the league, right? Is that the right way to say that? It would end the protect the shield mantra that's been around for the last 10 years because it wouldn't be about the league. As you said when we before we started recording, the thing about the Premier League is it's not about the Premier League. It's about the individual teams. It's, it's about the allegiance to your team. It's not about the allegiance to the league. And that would change significantly because now you wouldn't have the ability for teams who bring in oodles of money like the Cowboys or the Giants sure. in the same pool as the Cleveland Browns or the Jacksonville Jaguars or you any, know, whoever any, else. Any of the other the teams. That, Cardinals. Yeah, Cardinals, sure. So it, it, that, that would be the first big change. And I, it, that, that in itself would never happen because – it's not well, safe. It, it would be 
to the benefit of the league because it would help it thrive where you're, you're cutting off the bad teams and dropping them down and forcing them to get their stuff together. And you're bringing up three teams who have proven that they are at least capable of competing. So it, it, it goes back to the point of putting a huge emphasis on the regular season, but it also would force fans to be loyal to their team. And it would test that loyalty because yeah. are you going to continue to support a team? If, if you're a New York Giants fan, are you going to continue to support your team if it gets relegated? So instead of being in the NFL, you're in the USFL and you're not playing for the Super Bowl. You're playing for the uh, somewhat OK Bowl. I don't know what they would call it, but uh, it's, a, it's an interesting way to look at it. You know, the other thing that I think is important to note here, and you, you sort of touched on it and we, we started to talk about it, the teams in, in soccer don't have salary caps either because they don't have um, they don't have an allegiance to one another. Now, there, there are some rules and some guidelines about signing different players and there's the transfer windows and everybody sort of, uh, you know, in and not just in, you know, England and not just in Italy, but throughout Europe, they all kind of agree on some some very basic things about, you know, when you can transfer players or trade trade players or buy players contracts. Uh, they, they agree on uh, some of the rules about bringing in international players from other places. And I think there are some salary cap style things that they have to fit into, but it's nothing like, you know, how much money do you get to spend this year in the NFL? Oh, $130 million or whatever it is. Okay, that's it. That's all you get. If you go any higher than that, you pay a penalty. Or like in baseball with the, you know, the luxury tax that, you know, if you pay, you know, you know your salary is above $150 million or $250 million or whatever the heck it is now, then you have to pay X amount of dollars to the league that goes into a pot. So there is no allegiance owner to owner like there is in the NFL. I think that's I think that might be your biggest hang up and you you mentioned it. You would have to convince the lower tiered owners to give up that safety net of being in a conglomerate of the league, right? They're all uh what did you call them? board of they're all on the board of directors. Yeah, 30 you basically have 32 board members for the National Football League who are all the boss of Roger Goodell. Right. And you would be asking Shad Khan to give up the safety of being on the being one of the 32 board members and just send him out on his own and he'd have to turn Jacksonville into a hotbed of football. Uh he's already I think he's already decided he can't do that and he's trying to move the team to London, but that's a different discussion. Well, and that you'd also that that also brings up the point of you're going to have to convince these owners that they're going to give up that safety net of that revenue sharing. Mm-hmm. So not just you got the TV contracts, yes, but all the stadium deal. I mean, all all of it. I mean, that's a safety net for these guys. I mean, they're all billionaires to begin with. But let's be real here. There's quite a few owners who don't chip in what they should in terms of running their team, like maybe say George Steinbrenner did for the Yankees or how Pat Boland did for the Broncos for the 34 years he was the owner. I mean, just look at Jimmy Haslam in in Cleveland or Woody Johnson with the Jets. Look how far underneath the cap they've been for the last couple of years. So they're not they're not exactly going out there using the revenue they get to put it back into their team. So you're going to have to convince these people that they're going to give up that but somehow get it when they go down to the USFL and that that's a huge sell and I don't know if even Roger Goodell would want to do that. Well, Roger Goodell likes his millions and millions of dollars uh, that he gets the every 40 year. million is, is that annually 40, that he is got. It, is it 40 annual? It's kind of a nice little it's a nice little chunk of change he could be doing some good things with. I'm sure he does some good things with it. I have no idea what those might be and I don't really care. Uh, no, he'd lose his job essentially because you don't need a commissioner when every team is, yeah, you is would out not there. need a commissioner you need of the no national commissioner. And, and it's interesting. I mean, you can kind of do this across all of the sports in the United States, right? There is, you know, our, our major sports, football, baseball, basketball. I'm not even going to bring in soccer and, and let's, I guess we could, we can include hockey in this as well, but hockey is kind of a, I don't understand hockey. Um, I mean, I understand it, but I don't understand they, cause they've got the salary cap and there's all kinds of stuff with their like lifetime salaries and stuff that they do to try and convince people to play for them. But this idea of 
relegation is it's, it's so un-American to us. Like it's just such a foreign concept. I think when you talk about those kinds of things with Americans, they don't understand. Like you have a league and you play in a league. That's just that's what it is. You have the you know National Football League. You have 32 teams in the National Football League. Why would you need another league? Why would you need to get rid of the teams that are there? And I think that the point that that you're making and that the thing that you're noticing is when you have teams like the Jets, for example, the one that you brought up, that make a lot of money. The Jets are, are a, a high-revenue team just because they're so popular and they're in one of the most, uh, you know, one of the richest cities in the world, New Jersey. Somebody will explain <laughs> that. Somebody will explain that to me someday. Um, they they make a lot of money, but they're not putting that money back in, and so they're not like they're. they're it's like they're, it feels like they're pocketing the cash. Now I know that they're probably building to something, and that's fine, but. They're never gonna they're 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 never gonna give up this idea of being able to do that. You can't do that in Europe. If you want to stay in the Premier League, you got to spend the money. But the one thing that that having relegation does that I think is also interesting is you get you get your you have there's like three sets of teams. There's your your top tier teams that are always competing for that those top four or five spots. Then you have these middle teams that are content to do just enough to stay in the middle. So they're always in so it's like teams like Everton for example, if you're a Premier League fan. A, a team like Everton will always 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 stay in the Premier League and sometimes they'll compete to get up into that top tier and sometimes they won't, but they will always stay in the middle because they are able to keep themselves in the middle. So it's almost like it's a race to the middle for a lot of these teams. They know they're never going to outspend the Man U's and the Man City's and the Liverpool's uh, but they can they can race to the middle and they can get themselves set in that five to twelve range and and be fine. That's something I think Americans would struggle with as well. I, I don't want you to be mediocre. You know, as a fan, I don't want the Broncos to be mediocre. I, I don't want them to suck either. I want them to be the best. And I think all fans want their team to be the best, but there's an acceptance of mediocrity when you have relegation because you know if you're mediocre at least you're going to be in the top league next year. And I'll make the argument that there's an acceptance of mediocrity now because these owners know that there is no risk of them ever losing that revenue. Mm -hmm. They really don't care about the support that they get from their fans. What they care about is the revenue that they get from the teams who do put in an effort to contend and want to be successful. I, I mean, the Broncos would never be in that position. Wow. I mean, Pat Bowen, Pat Bowen instilled something in this organization when he purchased it, and that's going to be here as long as the Denver Broncos are in existence. Well, you hope so. You hope so, right? I, 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 that, that, that's how it will be. And I, so that idea doesn't bother me. What I look at is there's already a race, or a race for mediocrity now. Is that the – that's parody, right? We have parody in the NFL that is your race to mediocrity. Correct. And there's also the teams that never do anything and will never do anything. I get that there's hope in Cleveland that they hope they have their quarterback and this and that, and, and perhaps they might. But it, it, it would add so much more, I think. It would, it would make the league even more relevant it would make the games more important and i think it would it would cause fans to 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 either support their team or not because yeah. it is no longer about the league it is no i i would love to see how many patriots fans after tom brady retires and let's say bill belichick finally decides to retire let's see what happens to the new england patriots when they fall off and let's see how many fans they would still have on their, whatever it is, the, the Pats, Pats nation or whatever it is. Let's see how many people still claim to be that if they got relegated. Yeah, I think that's a good question. I think it's a, I think it's a good point. Uh, you know, and that's the other thing we, we sort of talked about before we started recording. We, we I brought up Stoke city, uh, those fans, because Stoke City is one of the teams that got relegated. I was watching on Sunday, just ha happened to have it on. My son likes to watch soccer because he plays soccer, and it's fun, and he's six, and so who cares? Well, he'll be six in a little bit. And 
one of the things that happened was Stoke lost, and so their relegation was guaranteed, right? Like I think they have another game this week or something, but there there's no way for them to get into the Premier League for next year. They're headed down to the Championship League. They're done. They're out. So no big deal. So their fans who were there watching are the same fans that will be there next year watching them play in the championship, which is the lower tier league because they've been fans for generations. And I think that's the other thing that you run into with this. When you look at the teams in Europe, a lot of the teams that are playing are teams that have been playing for 120, 150, 160 years. I mean, they, they've been a club of some kind, a sports club, a soccer club, a football club for however many years. And it's part of the community first. And a lot of times with the NFL, it's not like that. With, with most teams in, in most professional sports in America, you're not a part of the community first as a, as a franchise. You're a part of the franchise, and the franchise is in a community. And I think we see that in the way that a lot of franchises just up and move. And with that movement, knowing that a franchise could leave at any moment, you, you there's a disconnect there. I mean, ask people in Baltimore – about the Colts leaving. Ask people in New York about the the Giants moving to San Francisco and the Dodgers moving to Los Angeles. You know, the these the changes. About Cleveland moving to Baltimore Cle- and then winning the Super Bowl five years later. How do you feel if you're in Cleveland and you know that the Cleveland Browns won a Super Bowl but they were the Baltimore Ravens? I, I mean, there's sort of an interesting dynamic there with the fact that in American sports, there isn't uh, necessarily a tie to a community. I mean, how many times have the Rams moved? How many times have the Raiders moved? How many times have the Chargers moved? They move. Nobody's connected to them. And obviously nobody's connected to the Chargers because it's the Chargers. Adults. Well, the same with the Cardinals. Yeah. I mean, the Cardinals started in Chicago. Chicago or St. Louis? No, they were, what were they? The, The Chicago, what were they? But we're on top of it tonight. Gosh, well, you know, sometimes I think to myself, you know what we should do, Ian, is we should stop and start over. But instead, we're not going to do that. We're going to we're going to push through. We're going to power past it. We're going to we're just going to keep going because nobody really cares what the Chicago Cardinals used to be called because they weren't the Cardinals because now they're the Arizona Cardinals and they've moved like nine times. That's and how confusing was it? When they were both in St. Louis. I probably gave somebody a headache. Like somebody was like, oh, my head hurts. It happens. What What would be interesting is how many teams. So let, let's say it's the USFL. That's because that, that's, that was the team in the 80s that was going to compete with the NFL. Yeah, Donald Trump's league, right? Donald Trump was going to turn the USFL into the big competition for the NFL. I guess you could say, I guess the XFL. I, oh, there you go. Let's get the XFL involved. Why not? Let's. That sounds like more fun. He hate me. So how would that look? How many teams would there have to be in that league? Because I, let, let's go with the premise that it would still be 32 teams. You would still have the Super Bowl. It, it wouldn't be like the Premier League where you have like four trophies that you get for the regular season or whatever it is. It's still the Super Bowl. Right. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's not like the NHL where you get the president's trophy for the the most points at the end of the regular season and then the Stanley Cup. It's just the Super Bowl. It's still that way. Okay. So how many teams would there have to be in the USFL for relegation to work? Probably, I, I would think you would need at least 20 teams in the second tier. At least. Because you have to create a whole league and they have to have a whole season. In fact, you probably need 32 teams because you would need to have the seasons coincide with one another, right? So you you would have to have, you know, maybe they play there, you know, maybe the, the XFL plays on Saturdays and the NFL plays on Sundays. And the NFL gets, you know, Monday night and Thursday night, I guess, as well. You don't have to change that. But you can have... The XFL only play on Saturdays, and they just play a, a six, you know, a sixteen game season that just coincides with the NFL season. Would it still be sixteen games, or would you lower it to like eight or ten? 
No, I think you have to have the same number. Don't you don't just for the sake of competition and like you can't have a team that wins the XFL league only playing like 10 games for example. Then there there the there's less there's fewer chances for injury. I think it has to be the same. I mean, I mean, I suppose you could go either way with that, right? Like I'm I'm not trying to to say you have to have it, but to me that just feels right. Like the leagues are sort of parallel to one another. One of them is the top league and the other one is the league that is, you know, underneath it, but they they run in the same direction and sort of arrive at the same place. You could even have an XFL championship game. You know, or you don't have Good. a you, you know, you don't have a playoff necessarily, but you take the top four teams and they could play, uh, you know, a, a, you know, a semifinal and then a final and the losers of the semifinal could play the consolation and the, the winner of the consolation and the two championship teams could be the ones that make it to the NFL. I don't know. Did I solve something there? I think so. Or did I just, did I just muddy the waters a little more? <laughs> One, what what I think about with all this is I, I think one argument that could be made against it is that you would w- would you delude the talent? Would it lessen the the quality of the product on the field? Yes, if you do this, yes, absolutely, it would. How could it not? I mean, I think that one of the biggest issues that you have with expansion, and I, I'll talk about it in terms of baseball, for example. Anytime you add another team. You're adding a whole nother pitching staff, which means you're taking guys that maybe would have been bullpen, you know, bullpen borderline starters on other teams. They're your top five starters on this team, so they're not as good. And your bullpen guys that are in that bullpen would have been definite bullpen back into the bullpen, uh, you know, minor league guys. So your pitching isn't as good. You're going to have guys that are are not as good at hitters. You know, anytime you have expansion in a league, it makes the league less talented because you're accepting more players. The more exclusive you are, the better your league is talent-wise. So if you were to add an entire league that was then playing in conjunction with the NFL, it absolutely dilutes it because think about it this way. If Eli Manning and the Giants are relegated because they, they lost, those players like Eli Manning, who is arguably a Hall of Fame quarterback just because of his Super Bowls, and your Odell Beckham Juniors, and you know those players, and then the teams that they take in the draft, and we haven't even talked about what that does to the draft, but just, just the players that they have in general are now also playing in the second tier. Think about that. Could you imagine a scenario where Odell Beckham Jr., is playing in the second tier league of the of of the football leagues and not playing in the NFL what would that do to his brand what would that do to his so so not only would the now what I think I've proven here is not only would the owners not accept something like this neither would the players yes the NFL players association would never no go for this no no could you could you imagine I, not even close not, it would never happen. Peyton Manning being relegated, Eli Manning being relegated, any of those Aaron guys. Rogers. Oh, Aaron, who? A- Andrew Luck. If you think about it, Andrew Luck Andrew would be Luck playing would relegated. in the Andrew second Luck tier. And Eli Manning would have been relegated to the second tier division. Now, it's likely they would have won. You know, been in the top three the next year and and would have moved up again and and could have gotten back and would have been only one year away or whatever. Still. That's one year away. What does that do to your record books, right? Now do you have – does that mean that you did your passing yards that year not count? Do your touchdowns not count? Do your interceptions not count? Do your wins not count? What does that do for the record book? I think what we've done here, Ian, is we've proven that this will never work. So but you, it would be incredibly awesome if it did. It would, it would be amazing. Be so much fun. It, the, the end of the season would be unbelievable. Would be Can you imagine? I mean, I, I mean, it'd be like if Manchester City and Manchester United, like let's say the Broncos and the Chiefs, the winner gets to stay in the National Football League, the loser gets relegated. Oof. Could you imagine? I, I don't even want to think about that. The poor Chiefs, they'd always be down in the relegation zone. It would just be awful for them. What's well, where they should be anyway. Sure. 
Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, it's, it would it would be an unbelievable thing to see some of these superstar players end up playing essentially in the minor leagues, right? Isn't that the, the way you would equate that? It's like, or semi-pro, or I, I mean, it would really change the landscape of sport in America. And it, it would be... It would be a huge shift for fandom as well because are you going to follow your favorite players or are you going to follow your favorite team? And will you, and will will you, you stay you, loyal to that team even when they're not successful and playing right. in, the, in the NFL? Here's the other one I think it, it screws with that, that makes it not possible. Fantasy football. Oof, that, that, that would destroy fantasy would destroy, football. Destroy, you can't. and, and destroy it. You you would have I mean it, it wouldn't be completely destroyed you could still do it but it would it would really mess things up because now you know the 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 Packers have a bad season and Aaron Rodgers is injured and now all of a sudden oh they end up with the third pick in the draft but also you know they're they're relegated you you don't get to pick Aaron Rodgers next year to be your starting quarterback you know who would be for it. Go for it. I'm listening. I have no idea. The TV stations. The media would be all over this. The individual TV stations? Because I also think it destroys your your major NFL TV contract. Well, I, I think you would still you would still have NFL network and you would still have ESPN because I mean I mean look at NBCSN that airs all the Premier League. Yeah. So I, I think, it, but it, it would also, it would give, it would give the ability for these teams to add even, it'd be, it'd be like the Yankees with yes, or it'd be right. like the Avalanche and the Nuggets with altitude sports. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I get where you're going with that. I, I think that that's what, I, that's what I meant by individual channels, right? You get your, your well, I also think that I think the national would too, because you it's it's more opportunity to watch football and we know America loves football and it will watch anything football related that's true that's true now here's the other one here's another monkey wrench into the works or the another wrench into the monkey works i i never get that one right uh what about college football what about your alabamas of the world right i think that i think that would still stay the same i think what it but but what it would do is the draft what do you do with the draft that if you're a team that finishes in the bottom three and you get relegated do you still get to pick in the in the top three of the draft but the player you pick then has to not play in the nfl but play in the xfl for that first season or what about the teams coming into the league those top three teams do they get to pick in the draft and so yeah, did they get the top three did, picks since they, they actually are in the NFL? Right. And is there a separate draft for the XFL? And so the draft is you right? Am I if I say, I'm, I'm gonna try and say this right? The draft is utilized in a way that you're supposed to get the top pick in the draft when you're the worst team because it's supposed to help you get better faster, right? Isn't that the idea? That's so the idea. If you're the worst team and you get relegated and you don't get to pick in that draft. How are you how are you getting better? Are you getting better? Can you get better? I don't know, but I want to find out. So I, want to see, I know, I kind of want to see this happen. I want to see this happen. You would have to figure something out with the draft. You would have to do like um you know, two separate drafts where do you shrink the roster sizes? That would be that would be a, a way to uh increase the talent or on every team by shrinking the number the US the, the the players association would never go for that either, right? Because how about instead of eleven on each side you go down to eight. So you play eight man football? And that would actually maybe make the it would make the game faster. Sure. More it would probably it would limit it may limit injuries so it'd make it it'd make it safer. I tell you what, let's do this. Let's just put a flag on everybody and instead of tackling anyone, you just pull the flag off, and that's how you know they're down. Actually, here's here's an idea that was pitched to me at the last training camp, and it was it was originally Mike Ditka's idea. And it, when you hear it, you're not going to believe that it actually came from Mike Ditka. I mean, Iron Mike Ditka. Well, given all the problems with his brain, he said one way that you can make the game safer 
is playing those old leather helmets. I agree with that, actually. I agree with that. Because then you're not going to be able to lead with your head and use it as a weapon to tackle people. How many times have you seen somebody lead with their head and launch themselves in? It's not It's not how you tackle. It's not how you're taught to tackle. No, you're but, taught to tackle with your shoulders. Yeah, that helmet becomes a weapon, and so they use it. You know, it's interesting. I would love to see some statistics about, like, Australian rules football and rugby where they don't wear helmets and they don't have face masks, right? But they play a, a high-contact sport. Like, they are not messing around. If you ever get a chance to watch it, they, they're not screwing around. They go after each other, but they don't – I feel like – they don't have the same number of injuries, like head injuries and things. I would love to see some statistics on that. I'd like to see the breakdown for CTE and see how many. I mean, obviously it'd be tough because you'd have to go through brains that have probably. And if they have, has it even been tested like that? Right. But no, also I, the amount of concussions. What's the concussion breakdown? How how equal is it between rugby and Australian rules football? Sure. With the National Football League. Yeah. I sort of feel like I have a concussion because we went from relegation to concussions and 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 not as many steps as it probably should have been. Yeah, we kind of just <laughs> we just jumped, which is cool. I'm fine with it. We just went down another rabbit hole. Yeah, we we just keep digging. I'm not sure why, but we do. Um how does that fit with relegation? So if you're relegated, are you not allowed to wear helmets? Is that the idea? Maybe that's the idea. If you are relegated, then you have to play uh with no pads and no helmets. So it's like flag football. Yeah, you just turn it into flag football. Or is it two men? Is it two hands? Oh, two below hand the touch. Waist? Two hand touch below the God. The rules. Remember the rules as a kid. One hand touch. Two hand touch below the waist. I can't even. I don't even think I could do that anymore. Like I just don't. I don't bend like I was playing catch with my son, and he kept throwing the ball low, and I'm like, dude, I can't. Can't bend down and pick that. I can't get that like that anymore. You got to throw it up. I'm up here. I'm up here. At, at, at the very least, it's it's fun to talk about yeah. because, it, I mean, it'll never happen, but it would be so much fun just to see how it would play out and to see, I mean, it, it would it would create just an unbelievable regular season and especially at the end. Yeah, I, I think it would be, I think it would be a, uh, a cool way to finish the season. I think that's really the point you're making and I, and I like that point. You are essentially saying, and I, I fully agree with this, at the end of the year, you have several games that are meaningless, right? The only the only thing that matters about those games is draft position. And so what do you end up doing as, as a fan? A lot of times you end up doing kind of like what we were doing, hoping that your team loses. So instead of having the fifth pick in the draft, they have the, the second or the third pick in the draft, right? That's your thinking long-term, things like that. But now... If you're the fifth team, right, you're number five, you don't want to lose because you don't want to be number three or number two because then you're relegated. So you're watching the last few weeks of the season freaking out because you don't want your team to be so bad that they get relegated. I, I think it changes the dynamic. That could be one of those things when you talk about uh, tanking, for example. You know, you see the tanking in the NBA. Uh, some people thought the Jets were just going to be tanking uh, in the NFL this year, which – they were um you you would eliminate that because tanking doesn't just mean getting a better draft pick it means being eliminated from the league exactly and that would i mean that that just it, it makes every game important and it changes the way that you view the games i mean like you just said we broncos fans would not have been able to embrace the tank if there was relegation involved and there were some people out there that didn't embrace it anyway, and they really hated the idea of people embracing the tank. How dare you? They still hate it. Yeah, well, that's, and that's okay. I, I, I don't I have a problem with that. If there was relegation involved. Absolutely. If there was relegation involved, there's no way I want you to tank. You make sure you are at least the fourth best, fourth worst team in the league. <laughs> and while there's, there's negatives to it, you could also look at it as a way that it forces – the organization to make sure that it does everything the right way because you don't want to lose. You don't want to lose fans. You don't want to lose the fans. Mm -hmm. You don't want to lose the exposure. You don't want to hurt your brand. The players don't want to hurt their brand, so they're going to play harder. I love this idea. It's never going to happen. 
But the more I think about it, the more I love it. The more I love the idea of, of using relegation as a way to make the league better. And it, I think it really does. I think when you look at, uh, you know, you look at your, your European soccer leagues, at least league-wise, if, even if you're not a fan of soccer, which is, is fine. You don't have to be a fan of soccer. I enjoy it. I think it's, it's fun to watch. But if you're not, a, at least the idea of making the league better, those leagues are better because, like you said, they're, they're essentially cutting the anchor away and bringing on uh, uh, teams that are hopefully going to be able to compete at a higher level. It would be nice to be able to do that in the NFL. I think it's the same way in, in basketball. And in fact, you know, to mention basketball, European leagues in basketball have relegation, right? European basketball leagues use relegation just like soccer. It, it would it would work. Uh, I'm actually, I think even the hockey leagues in Europe use relegation. You might want to look into that. You're our resident hockey expert. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do. I mean, it... it to me, the way that it's done in Europe is the right way because it forces, it's not about the brand. It's about each individual team. It's about each individual like entity of that brand. And if you look at it like a Papa John's or an Arby's or a Wendy's, yes, you have the whole brand. It's under a Wendy's or it's under Papa John's or Pizza Hut or whatever it is. But if that specific entity struggles or doesn't make money it doesn't get bailed out by the rest of them from across the country that do yeah i think i think that's the point right it's it's about it's about being loyal to your team and it's about your team being loyal to you in return right your favorite team is going to show their loyalty to you by paying the money to get the best players to 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 put the best product on the field to to make your team better so that they can compete and they can be you know up in the Premier League or in the you know in the NFL instead of the XFL or the USFL. That's the key, right? That's what you're trying to accomplish. I, I like the idea. I think it works. I think it works. Um, somebody somebody get uh, somebody get Jerry Jones on the phone. Jerry'd love it. Jerry's one of those owners. He would absolutely go for it. He hates being a part of the National Football League. And I think the Denver Broncos would love it too. I think whoever ends up being the owner, I know Pat Bolin probably would have loved it. And whoever ends up taking over would love the idea because the Broncos are another one of those teams that has a solid fan base that's not going anywhere that expects greatness and excellence and we want them to spend the money and they would. You know John Elway would would overspend if he could. And we just Oh, absolutely. You know, if he didn't have a cap Oh, to restrain him, he'd be spending off the charts. Didn't they already? They already had some cap issues, right? Where they had to pay a fine because they paid too much money to players, and you know, yeah, that's what Patriots fans always talk about. Yeah, because that's somehow equal to taping someone's practices or deflating balls. God, they love their deflated balls, don't they? It is Boston, <laughs> as long as they're white. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, somebody took a. I like. I like. I like the direction you took it. It was a. It was a. It was a bit of a cheap shot, but it was. Uh, it was. It was. It was well placed. It was well placed. I enjoyed it. Uh, and just so you're aware, I checked. I checked the score of the game, and the Yankees won. So the Yankees beat the Red Sox uh, as we were Ooh, recording this. So there. There now you go. In first place. Nice. Nice to see that. Uh, I know that people. Nice. People get so mad at us for being Yankee fans, but I don't really care. Buck Foston. <laughs> Just like F-U-K-C, it's Buck Faustin. I'm, I'm fine with That's that. Right. That's right. All right. Um, I will, to, to change it up a little bit, It I, I get that it's practice, and I, I saw the Broncos put a video on Twitter of Case Keenum. It was actually the first time that he's worked with this offense. It, it, was, actually, it was actually fun to see uh, a somewhat capable quarterback. Yeah, somebody who kind of – could actually throw a football. Could read more a than, defense more than five yards down the yeah. field. That wasn't a wheel route. Maybe could read a defense. Uh, you know, we'll see. I, I'm not. Uh, I will. I will admit to not being 100% sold on the Case Keenum signing. But uh, 
it is what it is and so i'm i'm all in i'm not gonna you know i'm i'm not gonna i'm not i'm gonna reserve judgment until after i see him play as a bronco um it wasn't wasn't my first choice nor was it i think very many of us wanted that, that wanted case keenum but that's who we get and so it was nice to see him throwing the football uh, it's just nice to see him playing a little football even if it is just practice like you said um you know just again please don't get hurt just don't get hurt and to see all the like the the post draft power rankings and all <laughs> the predictions on what what the record will be Let's at least see them in pads. Let, let's at least see what the team looks like in training camp. And then the, the actually the third preseason game will be the best indicator of what the team can look like. But remember that the team last year went 4-0 in the preseason. So I, I, there, there's reason to be excitement. I get it, especially defensively, as I'm wearing my or, my orange rush shirt. Which, which is a phenomenal shirt, by the way. It, it is phenomenal. It, it's not only badass – it's incredibly comfortable. It's, I mean, I, because I'm not wearing mine, but I can see Ian's. It's the the mountains in the background. There's a football on it. It looks like the old school Bronco style. It it feels like Orange Crush. It's the it's new age meets old school. I, I'm excited about it. I, I, I if you're not excited about the Broncos defense with Von Miller and, and Bradley Chubb and and what this team could do to quarterbacks. I don't know what you're watching. I don't know because this, there is some real potential there and this shirt says it all. So I, I mean, go, go get it, go get it. Cause it's a cool shirt. I really like it. Breaking it, 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 They, they do some really good stuff. Uh, some of their other stuff. Uh, you know, I, I think I mentioned it one night. They have a really cool Nolan Arenado shirt that I really want, but uh, they don't have it in my size. So I'm not small or medium well there's also our mile high swag shirt don't forget it because it it certainly fits with a lot of the guys that they brought in not just not just marquette you know the, the no. punter you know marquette King is, ravens yeah, who can ravens finally all about his swag the defense cover tight ends and running backs wouldn't that be nice i think that i think that that's gonna be a fun thing to watch i'm excited about the defense this year i'm, I'm a little i'm apprehensive i'm gonna i'm gonna Hold judgment for the offense, although I love the addition of of the uh, you know the Rolls Royce Freeman. I think that's cool. I, I think, think he's going to be helpful. someone to watch. I, I think, think so he's too. someone who could could who could become the starting running back for the Broncos. It's absolutely, I really ability. This Cortland Sutton kid from uh, SMU, uh, you know that that to me was a was a good was a good pick. And then they went and they got the the Deshaun Hamilton. I know we're sort of revisiting some things, but there's there's some excitement there. I think with this season coming up and 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 I'm excited about it. So get your orange rush shirt, get your mile high swag shirt and uh and enjoy those. Wear them, they're comfortable. Um anything else we need to touch on here Ian before we sign off? I I think we touched on everything. I think it, it was a fun discussion to to think about relegation and what it would look like and obviously it would never happen, but it, it it's fun to contemplate and I think it's something we could revisit, especially later in the season when the games aren't any good and there's there's not really any interest and you're just either waiting for the draft or waiting for the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. I think another thing that, that we could mention here, and I just want to want to throw it out there, is um, you know we are in the offseason, and so one of the things that you and I have talked about doing, and so I think it would be a cool thing for people to, to listen for and to watch for, is we are going to start to uh, have on some of the guys and gals from Mile High Report, and uh, you know do do some stuff. We've had uh, we've had you know like Jeff has been on several times, and Lori has been on several times. We had Hart on uh, a little while ago, and I think what we decided was it was kind of cool to have some of the other guys on get you know kind of a get to know you sort of scenario, get to get to hear the voice of some of your favorite writers from MileHighReport.com. I think that's a, a cool thing. You don't have to just listen to Ian and I all the time. And I'll actually expand on it. Maybe we could do like just random fans. We could have a contest. We could. Contests are fun. I don't know what, what it would be about, but then you could, you know, come on the show and talk to us about your fandom and, and uh when you when you first started becoming a Bronco fan, what your favorite part about being a Bronco fan is, stuff like that. We could we could definitely do something cool with that. We'll work something like that up, I think. 
So, Especially from people that are listening all over the all over the world. I mean, how cool would it be to get somebody from Guam to come on? Or even that would be incredible. What did I see the other day? We had uh, we had two listeners in Africa. One in uh, uh, South Africa in Johannesburg. That was cool. And uh, I'm trying to remember where the other one was. Uh, I'd have to look at it, but it was it was uh, a little further north, maybe in the Sudan. I can't remember. It was it was kind of, it's kind of neat to see that, and and I know that we've talked about that before and whatnot. But it is kind of a cool thing to know that there are Bronco fans, not just all over the state, not just all over the country, but literally all over the world. So um, you know, a shout out to all of them again as well. Uh, where can they find us, Ian? Basically everywhere: uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn. Um, we're trying to get up on Amazon and Spotify. Um, Spotify. So hopefully that comes in the next couple of days. Um, so that keep an eye out to that. We'll, I will obviously let you know when it happens, but in terms of, of iTunes and, and tune in or any of the others subscribe and then rate and review what you hear. And, uh, as we said, multiple times, Thank you to everyone listening or throughout the world and help us spread the word. If you enjoy what you hear, tell your buddies, tell people on Facebook, tell people on Twitter how much you enjoy the show and, and why you listen. And let's help, let's help build this and, and get it even bigger. And it's because of all of you listening that, that we've grown to what it is. And we, we very much appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so now we are on to, uh, Rookie minicamp. Rookie minicamp. Here we go. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation. And I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, Seems smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. <laughs> 